0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome world, welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, a great week. And ahead of us, Thanksgiving. Uh, I love Thanksgiving. I, I love everyone. It seems like it's 10 months or 12 months since the family gets together. We all get together. I love the smell of the cooking. I love the cooking, I love the cooked food, I enjoy the entire turkey meal, I pig out, everyone seems to pig out, and everyone seems to be in a compatible mood, even those of us that might not like each other like each other on Thanksgiving, and it's always good to have the family together. I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving, I hope all of you have someone to sit and eat with. And if you don't, I I am sad for you. I understand. Uh, What can I tell you? I I just understand there have been days early on when I had the problem of Thanksgiving Thanksgiving or two alone, and it hurts. Anyhow, let me talk about the turkey shortage. Two months ago, they were telling us there's going to be a turkey shortage. Uh, There's a shortage of everything, so it made sense. Uh, I will be having dinner with Lisa Thursday and, and the family. And uh, I started calling Lisa up every week. I'd say, Lisa, buy a turkey now. There's going to be a shortage. If you haven't got room in your freezer, I've got two freezers. We'll put it in mine. And every week she'd say, not yet. I didn't get it. And didn't bother her. And I kept saying, there's going to be a shortage of turkeys. And you people know. You all read about it. Heard about it on TV. Well, Lisa got her turkey last week, uh, and I'm glad she got the turkey. On the other hand, I, 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 ch- I don't buy groceries anymore because of the virus. I stopped buying groceries almost three years ago. I have them delivered. So I asked the delivery person who got turkeys, not that I was going to buy one. She says, we got tons of turkeys yet. And I read an article just last night that the turkey shortage has been debunked. The rumor was not correct. Uh, How it got started, I don't know, but it spread like wildfire. Uh, Only one problem. The Butterball CEO, Jay Jardin, said smaller turkeys in the 10 to 14 pound range uh, are in short supply. Many people are having to buy a turkey just a wee bit bigger. Uh, Don't be upset. It's just that we didn't get prepared to ship, so some of the turkeys that we would have gotten ready and frozen, we didn't because we believed the garbage that was being spread, there weren't going to be enough turkeys. So that's the story. It wasn't true. And I'm glad that we will have turkeys to eat on Thursday. John Kennedy, President John Kennedy, uh, on yesterday's date, Yesterday was November 22nd. On yesterday's date, uh, John Kennedy was assassinated. Was killed in Dallas, Texas. Uh, a his assassin uh, blew away half his head with a shot. That's it. And it was so sad. Now, why? Why am I? This it was sad. I got to tell you something. It, it's sad any day. A major figure. Gets, dies or, or gets killed, and a president even more. But there was something special about John Kennedy, okay? Uh, he, his election meant a lot. He was a young guy when he got to, like, early 50s, I think. He had been a war hero. I had written a book or two that uh, were, became bestsellers. He was a very handsome, attractive man. His wife Jacqueline was a beauty. She could have been Miss America. Uh, they had the world in their hands. They, they came, both came from affluent families. They lived well. They 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 did everything. they were always out at Hyannis. Uh, and they were on the, a sailboat. Uh, it was Camelot. It, their time, the three years up to the time he died, was known as Camelot in this country because he brought This youthful appearance, this dynamism, and with his family and his followers, many of his appointees were in his age or younger. Uh, It was a new world. It was the excitement of Camelot. It was referred to as Camelot. I want to tell you something. The day that Kennedy died, Camelot died. And we've never had Camelot again since. We've had some youthful type presidents, pleasing personalities, etc., Obama comes to mind. The Clintons come to mind, but it's never been the same. It's never been Camelot, and he was deserving of it. This title of Camelot that he it didn't do anything for him other than to make the voters happy, probably. But you know, he was he had the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, American warships. I'm a practicing lawyer at the time, three years. So I'm, I'm watching this. I'm into this every day on television. I'm watching American warships and Russian warships were nose-to-nose in the water between Key West and Cuba, okay? We're only 90 miles apart. Somewhere in between, they were nose-to-nose because Russia was delivering missiles to Cuba where the Russians had, had erected missile sites. Kennedy says, you got to get them out and no more missiles. And I thought we were going to go to war. Everyone in this country thought we were going to go to war. I think President Kennedy thought we were going to war. His brother Robert thought we were going to war. And the two warships faced each other. They weren't very far apart, three 300 feet, that's all. Uh, it was eyeball to eyeball. And we even shot a we uh, we shot a, a cannon or something across the bow of the Russian ship. I said, "This is it, this is it." And Khrushchev, who was president of Russia at the time, he blinked, he blinked. Oh my God, he blinked, and he turned around, and all the ships at one time you saw it. All the ships turned around and went back to Russia, uh, and. He handled it well. He handled it well. It was a major crisis. People were saying on the media, he can't handle it. He's too young. What does he know? He handled it well, okay? Then you had Caroline and John. Uh, Not all of his children survived. They had four. One was a stillbirth. The other died after two days. But Caroline and John, they were there running around. They were kids. No one was 10 years old. I don't know how old they were. John was really small, but they were kids. They would run around in the Oval Office, roll on the carpet, chase each other while Dad was behind the desk working. And they, I'm sure they thought this was a good thing to utilize for popularity purposes, Kennedy's people. But there were always pictures of Kennedy working and the kids running around the Oval Office, which warmed America's hearts, Okay. But the day he died, our country died mentally. We lost something, and it's never been the same since. Now, got a problem. We have a lot of protests. We have a lot of demonstrations in this country. And all of us have a concern because our country's split, whether it's uh, the far-right Republicans or it's the non-Republicans. Uh, and things are happening, and someday we're going to have an all-out shooting war, I fear. Uh, you know, not just one or two shots, one or two people killed. We're going to blast at each other, and it's going to be a civil war. This, understand that what's happening is not only happening in the United States. These protests, people being enraged, are all over unite all over the world okay and they're all over the world for two reasons one autocratic governments where they are not in power in europe and asia are trying to become autocratic just as trump is an autocrat, and he would like our uh, country to go autocratic and i'm beginning to think a lot of the good people who were good before in congress they want us to go autocratic they're all crazy this is nazism my friends but uh it's all over the world And also, fueling this, or maybe being added to a bonfire that's already there, are the lockdowns and the mandates because of coronavirus. Understand that coronavirus at this moment is going crazy in Europe and every country. Uh, Merkel, she said yesterday, I've never seen anything like this. Like 70% of the people, I think, in Germany have have Coronavirus. I, what are you going to do? Don't understand it. And people say, shouldn't be do something government, you know. Uh, so I don't know. But I do know this from what they, our doctors are telling us here in the United States. The numbers are going up again in the United States, folks. Okay. And the numbers are going up. The hospitals are overcrowded again. Hospitals cannot take all the patients. It's the same thing that happened a year and a half, two years ago. And what's the one thing that's different? And that one thing is very important. The people, 95% of the people in the hospital with coronavirus are those that have not been vaccinated. And now they're paying for their sins. The only trouble is there's too many people. I think in our country, 45% of the uh adults are not vaccinated yet. I saw a number on T V tonight, fifty five percent vaccinated, forty five not. And we're trying hard. People I don't understand why people cannot understand why they should be vaccinated but not vaccinated. Uh because we've got to get rid of this bug and the, this virus and the only way we're gonna do it they're locking people down in Austria. You can't leave your house. Can you imagine? You can't leave your house. And they're, having, they're going to have more lockdowns in Europe because they're a tougher people than we are in certain regards. And we've got to do what we're told about this. We can't say it's my right to decide whether I want the shot or not. It's, a, it's an issue of freedom. Well, exercise your freedom from six feet under because that's where most of you are going to end up. want to talk about some things that have to do with the trials that have been going on, and some of them have, are, have come or are coming to a head this week. Uh, these are trials that speak of and represent uh, the, the atmosphere existing in this country today, what's going on in the streets and so forth. Uh, let, me, let me start with uh, the, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Let me say this to you about Kyle Rittenhouse. I said after the trial when he was acquitted, I, I can't comment either way. I watched very little of the trial, but I did read a lot. But I figured if I didn't watch it, who am I to say I think it's wrong or it's right? Well, the more I read, the more I'm beginning to think this kid got a free pass. He killed two people and got a free pass. Because, look, makes sense. He's a 17-year-old, high school dropout. He comes from one state to another, Illinois to Wisconsin, with a war rifle he bought, an AR-15, and he's going there to help keep the peace, he says now during the trial, and to help people medically if they get hurt. And he, who comes from another state, He he killed two people with a gun. He shouldn't have been there. It was none of his business in that state or in that city. He killed two people and wounded a third. He should have been found guilty. He wasn't found guilty. That's what I say now. He should have been found guilty. One of the reasons these cases are difficult, some people will be found innocent like he did, and others will be found guilty, is because our laws are antiquated our laws our laws have been passed to handle different situations we don't have a set of laws for these demonstrations we don't have a set of laws for the insurgency insurgency on january 6th and so the judges are applying yesterday's law to today's happenings and it doesn't fit it's like a square peg in a round hole many times the law doesn't fit Two examples, all right, where the law doesn't fit. Uh, in the um, in the Rittenhouse case, the judge would not let the prosecutor say that the two people who were shot were killed, and the one who was shot but not killed were victims. Well, what the hell were they if this guy shot at them and killed them? They were victims. I never heard of anything so ridiculous, especially in a courtroom where everything is supposed to come out. And then we got this case over here, uh, Ahmad Aberg, in Georgia, I'm mispronouncing his name, I apologize. His, his jury has been out, for, the jury on his death has been out for two days. He's the black gentleman who was jogging in apparently uh, a white neighborhood, or close to white neighborhood, and three people came after him because uh, they were vigilantes. They were trying to protect the people in the neighborhood because there have been a lot of thefts, uh, uh, house breakings and, so, breaking and so forth. And this guy's jogging. He's a black guy. He's not carrying the gun or anything. They're following him. They're telling him to stop, et cetera. He don't want to stop. He's a black man stopping in a white person's neighborhood. you got to be nuts. Look how our cops shoot people in the cars that are black. The people, not the cars. So... One of them ends up shooting the guy and killing him, all right? He gets out of the truck that he was riding in with his dad, and he stands over the body of the dead black man, runner, not bothering anybody, and he calls him a nigger. I have to use the word here so the impact's understood. Calls him a nigger. The judge in Georgia, who I thought did a fairly good job the little bit I watched, he refused to let that word "nigger" come into evidence. He refused to have the prosecutor. When this one of them, the son, was on the stand, remember, he voluntarily took the stand to testify in their defense. He should have been required to say, you know, "Did you call him a nigger?" "Yes, I called him a nigger." Uh, now you say, "Well, that would prove that he didn't like blacks." Well, he was a white man who just shot and killed a black man. <laughs> okay. It seems obvious, doesn't it? He doesn't like blacks. And the fact that he called him a nigger, he doesn't like blacks. But the judge kept that up. It, it, the laws got to be changed a bit. Even everything, the judges, how they're trained, the judges, how they're selected. We're finding out the whole judicial system sucks at one time, and we've got to work on it. So over the period of the next five to ten years, we make changes that make it fair the way the law is supposed to be, makes the law blind, et cetera, et cetera, which now brings me to some of the nuts and how they feel about, Matt, about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted, Matt Gutz. Matt Gaetz, uh, the congressman, uh, the ones who's being investigated for child molestation, having sex with a 17-year-old girl, maybe even paid her money. Uh, they're still investigating, they say. Anyhow, uh, he said uh, during the trial that if Kyle Rittenhouse is acquitted, he should have an internship in Congress, and I will see that he gets an internship. He also said during the trial, quote, he is not guilty, unquote. Excuse me. He also said, and I quote, we may reach, we, we may reach, we can reach out to him and see if he'd be, we should, I'm sorry. We should reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in helping the country in additional ways. How the hell is he going to help the company country in additional ways? He went out and shot two men. <laughs> Killed them. He gets off. So now all of a sudden, the 17-year-old, he's now 18, Uh not a high school grad, uh, went from one state to another with a gun that he shouldn't have been carrying. It was legal to have, for him to have, and he kills two people. He's going to tell us. How else we can he can help the country, what people should do he'll have everybody who's a dissident carrying an a r fifteen we'll see people walking on the streets carrying a r fifteens uh crazy these people and then there's paul Gosp- gospar you know paul gospar the the congressman who who did a cartoon uh alexandria o ocasio cortez uh, and Joe Biden and he had a picture of himself in it in two places and it showed him killing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and it shows him attacking President Biden All right, he was censured for it on the floor of Congress about 10 days ago uh, he said after Rittenhouse was acquitted he deserves the Congressional Medal of Honor Uh a lot of crazy people out there. Now, uh, I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, the I'm sorry, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, one of the big men on Fox News. He is an avowed candidate already, without saying it. to to run on a Republican ticket, seek the Republican nomination to run for president in 2024. Uh, He has, I think, the largest media following talk show host in the United States. He gets $40 million a year. A lot of money, a lot of money. Anyhow, Tucker Carlson interviewed on national TV last night Kyle Rittenhouse, and he said, The kid was a hero for deciding he had to maintain, quote-unquote, maintain order. He went, he went where the crime took place to maintain order when no one else would. There were hundreds of people carrying guns. Apparently, everyone wanted to maintain order. He says, well, I want to help to maintain order. The kid's a nut. A 17-year-old doesn't have the mental judgment to decide what's good or bad under these circumstances. All right? Very simple. Ann Coulter, another woman, a woman rather, who occasionally appears on Fox News, she said, after he was acquitted, Rittenhouse should be president. Rittenhouse should be president. Uh, hard, 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 hard. Now, I'm still not done, okay? Tucker Carlson, after the interview, he said last night that Rittenhouse is a, and I quote, sweet kid, bright, honest, sincere, dutiful, uh, wild, wild. And I I mention Tucker Carlson again because there are people on the other side. Whoopi Goldberg. She, she chairs The View, and uh, she's a progressive liberal. She's on the opposite side, and she said, where's Tucker Carlson? this a great guy. He's got to help us, and he knows what he's doing all that crap. Uh, she said, uh, I'm sorry. She claims that Kyle Rittenhouse committed murder youth, Okay. Tucker Carlson also said last night, I got a lot of notes on Tucker Carlson, he has been working. He, ha- he is the hardworking, exactly kind of kid that you want many more of in your country. I don't want him walking down the streets of Key West with an AR-15. I don't even want him in this community uh, because this is a troublemaker in disguise. No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done with these things. We we are in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Wisconsin seems to be a place where these things happen. Rittenhust did the shooting in Wisconsin. And we got this guy who drove the red SUV two days ago during a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And he drove it into the parade people and people watching it and Up until this afternoon, it was five killed and 40-plus injured. Well, tonight's news increased the number of killed. There are now six dead and 40-plus injured. Uh, They fortunately captured the guy, and he seems to be a nut on the surface, but we don't have enough facts about him personally yet. But this guy drove, intentionally drove his SUV into a crowd of prey people, all ages, and prey viewers, all ages. Uh... He's going to be charged with homicide. They've they've charged him with minor crimes right now, uh, announcing that they will come forth with homicide charges when they have the case totally put together. But they do have him in custody, and he obviously will remain in custody, which now brings me to the weirdo of weirdos. For the past week, I'm not even going to go beyond this week because we have a lot of things that happen in this country. Not so much like this, but it does happen. Elijah Lewis, a resident of New Hampshire, five years old, five years old, he died on October 14th. He lived with his mother and I guess her boyfriend. He died on October 14th. Okay, He died of violence and neglect, including facial and scalp injuries, acute fentanyl intoxication, malnourishment, and pressure ulcers. This is the autopsy report. Five years old. His mother reported him missing. No one knew where he went. Well, on October 23rd, they found his body, not in New Hampshire, but in Massachusetts, a cadaver dog found Elijah's body in a makeshift grave in the woods near Arlington, Massachusetts. Well, I, I assume the mother and the, and the boyfriend are involved. I don't know if they have been arrested yet. I would assume they're going to be arrested. Gettysburg Address. It was November 18, 1863, The great one of the greatest speeches of all time. Someone wrote, and I don't know who, uh, because where I found this quote, they didn't know who wrote wrote it either. That Abraham Lincoln, his Gettysburg Address, described has described the Gettysburg Address as, and I quote, "the most eloquent articulation of the democratic vision ever written." Wild, the most eloquent art of the Democratic vision ever written. Uh, Let me give you some facts you may not be aware of about uh, Abraham Lincoln in that day. He took the train from Washington that day to uh, Gettysburg for the dedication of a cemetery for the Civil War dead. He was not to be a speaker. Uh, It was only two weeks before that the chairman of the event called him up and said, you know, if you want to come, Be nice to have you. You can say a few words after the main speaker. The main speaker was a great orator at the time, Edward Everett, who gave a two-hour speech, by the way, following which Abraham Lincoln got up and his speech was less than three minutes that is world famous for all time. It will be world famous. Amazing, isn't it? Well, he wrote that speech on a brown paperback while he was back, brown paperback, while he was traveling on the train. Uh, to from Washington to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, some historians say that there was a brown paper bag because someone in the White House had given them a sandwich and put it in a brown paper bag so you'd have something to eat on the train, okay? Uh, things, something you might not know. I didn't know until I researched this issue. Lincoln did not look well while he was giving the speech. People said he looked pale. People mentioned him, you look lousy. He says, I feel lousy. Uh, he went home. On the trip home, he felt lousy. Uh, and when he got home, they still didn't call the doctor, but the next day they called the doctor to the White House. Abraham Lincoln had smallpox. Did you know? I didn't know until 24 hours ago. And I read everything. Abraham Lincoln had smallpox. Now, smallpox wasn't kid stuff in 1863. People died from smallpox into the 20th century. It was a horrible disease. He survived. He had smallpox when he made the Gettysburg Address. Okay. Doctors are warning us, American doctors, that The flu season is upon us, as we know. And it's going to be the deadliest flu season in 20 years. So if you haven't gotten your shot, go get your shot. It's free. It works. Well, that's the show for tonight. Uh, I have so much more here. Uh, But there was so much to talk about. So what can I tell you? you? You enjoy your holiday, Thanksgiving. And enjoy the time you have to spend with the family. It comes from every place. I worry that the coronavirus numbers are going to be up, and they probably will be. Uh, But what can we do? People want to get together. Uh, Join me again next week. Till then, I thank you for being with me tonight and say good night.